powered from the Perdomo Scar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 92 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, it's our annual dedication show. And, as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan uh, sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Promo Scar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Bono Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Mints of 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And I want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds, and in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, Julio and his son Justo bring their very own brand to market, and each contain the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic, and each represent the Golden Age scars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retail. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And want to mention Tobacolera USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacolera USA, great things are happening here. And finally, by Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. It's a masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew. The all Maduro Black and Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, offering tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find them at your local Drew Diplomat retailer. And remember, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of shows, as well as the California studios for the Primetime show on Thursday nights, are sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, we're here. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Primetime uh, Jukebox Episode 92. Uh, we are in a uh, the second half of the month of March. Will Cooper, I am in the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the black stage, and I'm joined uh, on the other end of the world by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Dave Burke. Hello, everyone. Good to see you for this for this show. It's uh, been a tradition. It's Dave. This is this is probably the oldest tradition of um, the uh, 
going back to the cigar jukebox days, uh, which mm. is the dedication show, which I know when we moved over to primetime jukebox, this was absolutely something I wanted to keep and you wanted to keep. And I think this is the ninth year of this. Yeah, it's been a while. We've done, I think we we're trying to figure it out. We've done it. I think we started the first year was the second last Cal release, I think. 2015. Yeah. 2015. Uh, I believe you're right on that. And I believe we've gone every year. Uh, the only catch we've had to do is we're now a year behind the Cal, the last Calaveras release because the Calaveras releases, I think, used to come out around this time. Yeah, they did. Yes. But yeah, but now they they these have come out a little later. Like these came out in June, which we're going to talk about the 2022 in a little bit. So, um, you know, we basically accommodate, and um, that's okay. We get a nice uh, yeah. Calaveras with some good age on it, and um, yeah. uh, you know, we'll we'll talk a lot. We're going to talk about the cigar, but you know, this has always been the cigar that's been smoked on here. So, mm. uh, and I think it's a perfect choice. Yeah. So. We'll talk a little bit about the sh about the meaning of the show and everything, um, but first, before we do that, I have a dedication that doesn't it doesn't fit kind of the structure of the show, but I want to put it out there. Absolutely, Mr. Jonathan sent it to me, Mr. Jonathan of the Cigar Authority. That is right. Oh, he has job. sent in the dedications in the past. Yes, nice job, by Mr. Jonathan. Absolutely. Yeah, so he he wants to send out. A dedication, a shout out to Sammy B. He says he gets up for work every day and does what it takes to get the job done from digging ditches to baking birthday cakes. There's no depth he can't go or won't reach in the spirit of the job. He is fun, funny, and as tough as high carbon steel. He's his kid brother. Oh. So good on you, Sammy. Now he told me that Sammy is still here, still with us. So Okay, but that's uh, okay. I want, I want to get this out. Um, before we get into the other ones, so right, right. Uh, the song he wanted to pick, he has a song and a cigar for Sam. He must be a, a favorite cigar of his. So right. he picked the song 500 Miles by the Proclaimers, which is a great song. Then, yep. And the great cigar song. is is the JFR Lunatic Maduro in the short Robusto. Interesting. So I hope Mr. Jonathan and Sammy are lighting up some lunatics. Listening to some uh, proclaimers. Um. Yeah. You know, great guy, uh, Mr. Johnson. I got to spend some little time with him up in uh, New Hampshire this past summer. I got, you know, we had met before in person, but I was in the uh, home shop, uh, two guys smoke shop. Got to be on the cigar authority and in the studio, and he couldn't have been nicer to me. Uh, and we, I think, one of our favorite cigars each we have in common is that Aladino Corojo Reserva Robusto, Ooh, and he gifted nice. me that and a couple of cigars that day, as well as Dave and you know Dave Barry and Ed Sullivan. They were all tremendous that day. It was a very special day when I was up there. And uh, Mr. Johns, I hope you're listening. And uh, you know, thanks, thanks again for sending that in. Of course. And if anyone wants to do that, just kind of hey, do a shout out to someone. Shout uh, out, man. That's that's absolutely we're here for that. And if you're listening to this and you didn't get us a dedication. We'll get into the whole thing, but send us one. We can get it on another show. So there's no real. Obviously, we use this show once a year, but certainly, you know, you have the option if you need to do that. Yeah, definitely. So um, that shout out and then the show itself. So this started forever ago, like Coop yeah. said. And the reason we picked the last Calaveras is. um, So John Huber does that cigar and it's to celebrate people who have passed away. Yep. I think generally it's in the year. So, Coop, you got what, the 50. Four? The LC fifty two. Fifty two. Yep. The uh 
Yep. So they do a different blend, a different yep. package design. Um, you know, different color, but the package style stays the same. And there's different sizes that they do. Uh, the LC52 is one of the ones that I would say is more generally available um, compared to some of the other ones. Uh, which well, one of the other ones I should say that you that you're smoking? Yeah, so I try as quickly as I can to get the sampler because I think it's one of the best samplers. Yeah, you can get because it has all the factory sizes, usually three. So usually does a fifty-four, and then Coop's got um uh, the fifty-two. Yep, and he, and and he usually does another one. I can't remember off the top. He's of my got head. a forty six, which is a five and yeah. three quarter by forty six. But he's done other ones. I've seen like there's an LC fifty sometimes, or yeah, or forty eight. You know, so the sizes do change for the blend. Yeah, and in in the sampler, he always puts in a limited size, so you can only get in the sampler. Right. Um, and this year it was a Lancero, which I have. Yep. From nice the, size from the Lancero. Sampler. It's at six and a half by forty. Which I, I kind of like an inch off that Lancero. Yeah. Yeah. And he's done a lot of Lanceros in the past. I think his most famous famous limited one was the drumstick, probably. Probably the drumstick, uh, which is the Headley Grange. I would I'd agree, yeah. yeah. Um, um Yeah. And if you're listening, John, because I know he's a huge fan of the show, being a podcaster himself now. Have you watched but, Ozheads? Uh, Ozheads was really yeah, Ozheads. Yeah. But I'm I'm hoping at some time the the uh, the limited size will be a short because he does great shorts. You know that's a great move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be really good to get the short in this. If he had like two, put like the the sizes, and then in the pack put like two shorts in it or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah. So yeah, go ahead, Coop. No, no, I agree. Uh, that would be a really uh, a good one to put in there uh, for sure. Um, you know, he's put a torpedo, I know, in there. I think, yeah, I torpedo think he's done, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't, I don't know. Has he a... done a Churchill? I don't know if he has. I don't know if he has. I'd have to go back and look. I mean, he's, he's not going to do yeah. a 60. No, I think he's done a Lancero before. He's done the Lancero before. He's done the torpedo before. Uh, I think those are the sizes he's tended to go to. I don't know about the Churchill. Um, mm. I'd have to kind of go into the archives of history. On some of these to see uh, which one, but, but usually I, the way, yeah, go ahead, Coop. Yeah, I think the sampler is so cool, though. I was gonna say, but usually the way it goes is that with the last Cal releases, and if you're listening to this show, you can probably find a couple of the releases still out there. Usually, you can get the main releases. I'm not gonna say like super easily, but you can usually get them quite fine. The sampler usually sells out very quickly because um, I think he only does like a thousand of them or something. Yeah, I mean, I I the problem is I kind of missed the boat with this and I usually do get the sampler. Um, This was like a pre PCA release mm. and that's I'm just so overwhelmed during PCA month in June. That yeah, I didn't get it, but I did get my hands on the cigar. So, yeah. So. If you're looking for Last Cal, you can still find some out there to listen to have while you're listening to the show. Yeah. Um, probably not the Lancero. Um, but yeah, I, you might I didn't see the sample packs anywhere. Uh, I can yeah. tell you, Casa de Monte Cristo store, at least in North Carolina, had 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 these. Um, I think Neptune has some still. Yeah, they usually put enough of these out. Yeah. Um. So. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
chances are you probably won't be able to get the previous year, but like this year you should get. Um, and if you're like, hey, I want to get this sampler, like Coop said, I think these are released in June. So it usually teases it around sort of like your May or so, like a month or so out. So just be uh, follow him on Instagram and stuff. And, and he usually will tease it um, yeah. coming out. Yeah, he also just announced uh, the TAA, uh, the Los Angeles yes. 2023. So, yeah. and that's going back to Ernesto's factory this time. So, uh, that just got announced uh, this week. So, uh, you know, Crown Heads, they've done most of their releases with um, Ernesto. For a couple of years, they were doing it out of Pachardo, but they're back with Ernesto this year. Yeah. So, the dedication show fits the cigar really well because it's to celebrate people who have passed away. Now, usually, uh, sometimes it's people that year, sometimes it could be many years ago, like I know the whole thing started with my dad and father-in-law passing away kind of roughly around the same time. And I want to do a show on it because uh, they both love music. And I was like, oh, but, you know, it's sort of a we're, we're a cigar jukebox community coop. Yep. So I threw it out to the listeners. And so every year since then, we get people from the industry, listeners send in dedications and we kind of just go through them on the show. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, last year, we actually had this delayed a little because I lost my dad, like, right around the time we were going to do this. Uh, so we ended up having to push it, I remember, to April. Um, this cigar, you know, John Huber always tells a story with, with mm. his cigars. Um, there's something very comforting about smoking a Las Calaveras mm. uh, when someone passes away or you want to think of someone. It really... This cigar really, really did the trick for me. I know a couple of times, uh, mm. smoking through the Las Calaveras. It's not just stuff I'm saying. It really is because I think about what this cigar is. It's, it's a remembrance mm. thing, and you know when you remember, remembrance, you're gonna remember positive times. So, I think this is a not only it's a wonderful cigar, and and look, there are other cigars I've seen for to commemorate the dead. You know, so I'm not. Then mm. those certainly have their place too. But I think this one was one of the earliest ones. And it's certainly one that's been a, a staple for almost a decade right now. Actually, mm. it is. A, I think this is. No, it's the nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is the nice. Next, This will be the tenth one coming out next year. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Dave, this is a very unique one, though. Mm. So do you know what's unique about this one? No. Okay. So every year he changes the wrapper, for the most part, a blend. This one, and he always does it at my father's cigars. This one is the first one. It's all Nicaraguan. Okay. So it's a Nicaraguan right. Rojo wrapper. Yeah. So so what's nice about it is you could do it and you could you get different ones and it's fun to compare and contrast them as well. You know, I yep. think that that's the and I think the last mm. four or five years they've been all all rock. I mean, oh, most yeah, of the ones yeah, I yeah. think I really I really liked. So especially yeah. I mean that I think the one I go back to that's been my favorite is the uh the green one, which is the San yes. Yep. That's a great cigar. That's a great cigar. Uh, but certainly, uh, this is not a disappointment. So no, uh, you're getting a great cigar with this one, yeah. Yeah, and I guess a little uh, trivia as well. If you look on the band, he'll have the like, um, crests and shields and stuff on there. I'm kind of showing the band a little bit. Yeah. Usually, what what John will do is put initials of people who've passed away to commemorate on the band. Now they're hard to read, but he'll do that uh, on the band as well. Initials yeah. of, of people who have passed away that he wants to commemorate as well. Yeah. I remember one year he did do Yano Osgana, who's Tim yes. Osgana's father. 
um, mm-hmm. who is a partner on Crown Heads and owns Osgood Family Cigars now. Uh, I know that he was on that one year, and there's others that maybe just personal people he knows or yeah. they, the Crown Heads family knows, you know. So, uh, but certainly uh, a a great cigar. I, mean, I love this. This rapper is really a nice looking rapper too. Mm. Uh, he went with the went with the baby blue this year, which I yeah. really like. Yeah, I mean that's all. I, the fun part is I always like guessing what the color they're gonna do, right? right. So, so run it out. Know, yeah. Well, I mean they could, you know. They, they, yeah, I'm actually wondering because they did purple, uh, yep, red, red, uh, black, white. I think he's done black, white, the green one, like you said. You know, maybe something like a platinum color he does at some point. Or, I don't know what the color for 10 is because I think this is the 10th anniversary for 2023 or the 10th yeah. release. So, but it's Carolina blue, so we kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could nice. go orange, you could go orange with Tennessee. You go orange, he could, uh, yeah, it'd be hard because he does it with the Lost Angel, but that black on black is nice. really not. Yeah, yeah, the black band he did. Uh, I think it was the seventeen was the black band. Uh, it was really yes. nice looking. If funny thing, the green one might be the ugliest of the bands, but it wasn't bad looking. But it was my favorite cigar of that. Great I, cigar. I still that eighteen, and I've still been able to occasionally see a couple on the mm. shelf, and I've gotten them when I see them. Every every yeah, you can, if you look around, I mean, I think. Yeah, a lot of the bigger online places, but you might be able to see some in like a shop or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh. so, so yeah, so we'll we'll just read through uh, dedications. We might, if you have a copy of a coupe, we can just go back. I have a copy forth. of it. I think the ones I put in, I'm just gonna kind of. I didn't write them out, but I'm gonna certainly talk through the ones I put in. Yeah. So, um, and uh, like I said, we do appreciate everyone who who contributed this. Uh, so thank you guys. Yeah. So I I'll kick it off. So I got a dedication here, and then you can do. Um, I got a friend of mine that I'll do later, but um, Fred Rui sent one in. Um, because we sent out an email not just to listeners but to everybody in the industry as well that's connected with the show to see uh, about them. So Fred said uh, that he wants to dedicate the song "I Love Rock and Roll" by Joan Jett. And the Blackhearts to Billy Bates. Uh, although the song name might be cliche at this point, there was nothing about Billy's life that was. If anyone was a true rock and roll fan, it was Billy, loving his life for years as a roadie, then a fan. He rarely would be seen without a vintage rock and roll T-shirt and sharing stories of his backstage adventures. If there are unsung heroes that keep music coming our way, Billy would be on the list. So sending this out to Billy Bates, man, a roadie, man. That that would be he would have a ton of adventures, I would think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, really good, really good song. That's a foundation song, I'd say, for Joan Jett, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh definitely definitely a, a very good one um on there as well. Um I gotta just say I, I spent a lot of time with Fred in the Dominican Republic um a couple weeks ago. What what a what a fantastic guy. He couldn't have been nicer to me. Um so want to thank him as well. He gave me some cab rides and stuff like that. And he, he, I, I smoked with him several mornings. So just just great. So uh, nice, nice pick by Fred Rui. Now, if you want to light yours up, Coop. Yeah, I got to do that. Actually. I, I can I, uh, I can I, do one. I just lit up my. Yep. Uh, limited here. Yep. No problem at all. Uh, I was just so busy talking that I didn't light up. <laughs> That's how it gets. So I'll do uh, I'll do a friend of mine while you like that, and you can do some. 
Uh, my friend Dave Gerhard, who's a big listener to the show, um, both his um, mother and father passed away. I mean, I think if uh, father a while ago and then his mom just recently. Um, so his dad, Gary. So Gary was like a great guy, big guy, and just loved Johnny Cash. Gary did. So um, putting some some Johnny Cash songs out there for Gary. Uh, someone, so Man in Black, which is a classic song, which he really liked. Um, and another song for Gary because of, you know, we'll talk about his wife, Felicity, who passed away uh, more recently. is a Johnny Cash song with June Carter Cash, As Long As The Grass Shall Grow, which is sort of a love song. And then, you know, to kind of go out to both of them. Because uh, my friend Dave, his mom passed away as well. And so the shout outs are going to Felicity, who he wanted us to know. And I'd like you to know, Coop, she was actually from Australia. Interesting. So she was from around the Sydney area. So she moved to my hometown uh, when she met Gary, moved down there. Um, and so whenever I'd visit, I'd sit down with her and my friend Dave and we'd talk about Australia and I'd bring her back like candy bars, Vegemite, stuff like that. And his kids... Uh, have grown. My friend Dave, his kids have grown up on Vegemite thanks to uh, Felicity. Interesting. Yeah. So you were so a Vegemite I, fan. Oh, I I am not because it's one of those things you have to be raised on. I think. Right. So, but his daughters like adore it because yeah. he 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 made sure to she made sure to raise them on it right away. So now they love it. But I got two Peter Allen songs. Who's kind of a classic Australian singer. So he's not the Peter Allen. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not the Peter Allen that we may know. No. No. Okay. So this is Australia's Peter Allen. If you know, if you know, um, uh, what Hugh Jackman, right? So Hugh Jackman was on Broadway. He did the Son from Oz, and he was playing Peter Allen in that show. So that's that's sort of, um, the Peter Allen. So Peter Allen did two songs. So. Tenerfield Saddler is about Tenerfield in uh-huh. Australian, very Australian song. And of course, for Felicity, I got to play I Still Call Australia Home. Because it's one of those. I don't know if you know a lot of people that are like expats coop or like have moved from their, you know, country of origin or whatever. You might but, be one of the few I know. Yeah. But so I mean, she, I know some of the cigar people, but you from the U.S. is probably the one of the few I know. So, so what happens is when you get around us expats, right? So her Australian accent was very sort of watered down because she lived in America for like 30 years, maybe more, probably like 40. Um, but then when, 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 when my wife would come over, we'd go hang out with her. And, of course, my wife's Australian accent is very strong. Right. So the more she would talk with my wife, the heavier her Australian accent would get. Because, <laughs> be, you know... It's so it's sort of those things with the expats. So they hang around people from back from the country, the right, homeland, right. I guess. The stronger the accent gets. Um, so yeah, so that was always great. But no, they're two great people, and that shout out goes out to them. Uh, and Dave wanted to get those shout outs in there. So thanks for nice. thanks for that. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll read the, you. Want me to read the next one? Mm-hmm. Um. So this is from our good friend Hector Alfonso, the uh, director of operations for Espinosa Cigars. If you just saw the previous show, uh, he participated in the Battle of the Bands. 
Um, and he writes, I would love to add a song for my late brother. Uh, Journeys Still We Ride gives me a ton of thoughts about him. You know the story from last year. He was my little brother who had Down syndrome. He was the glue that kept our complicated family together. His loss has been felt. I, you know, I know Hector personally that he went through a very mm. tough time with this. Uh, he was close with his brother. He loved his brother a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, um, heart heart out to Hector on that. Great song, by Still We Ride is is really mm. uh, a great track as a remembrance track. And I love to like, you know, and yeah, I thought Scott to Hector, and they went out to him at the time. Yeah, but just how how music has such a personal connection coop and you, and you listen to these songs and think of the people associated with them and stuff like that. I guess that's what really fuels the dedication show in a lot of ways is it still brings back, you know, memories of the person you could sit back, you know, cause like with this dedication, like for all of us, we kind of go about our day and we got to put things to the side. So we can go to work so we can do this. So we can do that. Yeah. And it's good to just put a song on, have a have a cigar, and just reflect. You know, just think back. Yeah, you know, I've always said, Dave. One is I always thank everyone who shares a lot of personal stuff with us doing this, right? Um, what I like about this is is you know people are contributing to our content here, but I like to think in return that that the content it's it's a remembrance that's going to be out there, mm. hopefully forever, right? And mm. you have something mm-hmm. that's going to keep that memory alive of that loved one. So, mm. uh, you know, I've talked to Carlito Fuente a lot about that. And he mm. said, you know, one thing he regretted was his father didn't do a lot of these types of things on, on podcasting and stuff like that because he doesn't mm. have that record of his father like that. So mm. he, that's why he's gotten a lot more involved with it himself. Yeah, I mean, and I and we've gotten messages from people in the past that have done dedication show in the past. And it's like they'll they'll download the podcast and then they'll listen to it, not just with them, but like with the family. You know, and it'll start conversations about the person and they really appreciate it. Yeah, um, no, it really does. And like I said, it's just, uh, you know, and, and it's the sadness from losing someone. But at the same time, you uh, you can really smile with some of the good thoughts with it as well that you had. Yeah. And like I said, it's just interesting how how music has a has a way of doing that. Like certain songs come on or certain bands and it immediately brings you back to the person and. It's like, you know, it's 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 like they're right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I have one from John the Surgeon. We also just did our uh, Battle of the Bands yep. draft show, yep. And this is sort of a sort of one for him. So he wanted to send out a dedication to uh, his mom, Lee, who passed away in October of 2021. Um, she'd be celebrating her 82nd birthday in March. So this this month. Um. She loved classic upbeat country because she also loved to dance. Uh, so San Antonio Rose by Patsy Cline would fit the bill. So thanks for that, Surgeon. Patsy Cline, I think, is a it's an artist for a lot of people. We send, we tend to get artists here for the dedication show. A lot of artists that are common through people. I think we may get to, we'll we'll definitely get to one a little bit later. Yeah, because uh, that like. Uh, um, Sinatra's sort of like that. Um, but Patsy Cline definitely is one that, that comes up a lot uh, for Patsy, people. Yeah. There's there's one artist. I mean, I know we're going to get, he comes up every year, this artist. 
Mm-hmm. Someone always does for what it's one artist, and this year it's a little bit of a different one. We'll we'll get to. I know it's someone. We'll get to that one in a little bit. But no, I mean, yeah, my, our thoughts after surgery. So I remember when the, when this happened, it was it was quite impactful for him and his family, and um, so no, it's it's good to. Send send the dedication out there. Send the love out there to Surgeon and his mama would have been eighty two yeah. this month. I know he went through. Yeah, I know he went through a lot with that um, towards the end. So uh, you know, and uh, I don't know if he was on last year's dedication show. I think it may have been very close to when it happened. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, we do appreciate him uh, obviously participating in that one this year. I mean, it's an interesting point too, Coop, because everybody sort of like processes stuff differently. And for some people, like for me, I was like, oh, I got to do a dedication show like right away. Yeah. Um, and for other people, it might take a bit of time processing things, like working through things to feel like you're at a place to do the dedication, like, you know, and and stuff like that. So it's, a, yeah. it's just an interesting sort of process for everybody. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's people here listening to the show now that thought about dedications, but it was still a bit too close. So even though they didn't just set a dedication in, like just thinking about it and listening to the show, you know, is 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 uh, doing it for them. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. So let's get let's get into uh, our dedications here, Coop. So let's yep. uh, let's start out with uh, we could do uh, we could start with you, actually. Yeah, we can alternate some of these. All right, I'm going to go in reverse order, and this one was missing from the notes. The song wasn't on there. Um, I'm putting a dedication out to uh, a man I call my friend. Uh, his name is Chris Kachaturian. Um, He was the uh, partner of A.J. Fernandez for many years. And uh, Chris became a very, very uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, I went to Nicaragua. He hosted me. Uh, you know, he always used to call A.J. Fernandez the kid. I mean, you called him this kid, right? You always called him the kid. Um, and uh, him and AJ, eventually the partnership was dissolved, but I did keep in touch with Chris from time to time afterwards. Uh, he did die suddenly uh, over the past year, um, which was which was very sad. I think it was a form of cancer he went with. Uh, Chris was a fun guy. Uh, he was a guy who could raise hell. Uh, you, know, you know, he was like... Uh, but he liked to have a lot of fun. He lived, I think he just lived really well. I, I was at his mm. house in Nicaragua. And, um, you know, it was my first visit to Nicaragua. He hosted me. And he was wonderful to the group we were with. Um, we're a mariachi band. And um, mm. I had a tough time picking a song, though. I mean, I was like, I want to dedicate okay. something to Chris, right? I really want to dedicate something to Chris. Um, but I couldn't come up. So I, I was debating. I ended up going with U2 City of Blinding Light. Oh, okay. Um, because I just felt like sometimes even when things were maybe not all so great, uh, that Chris can kind of put that smile on your face, kind of mm. like the city of Paris does to people when they go there. So, I mean, but Chris had a way of putting a smile on your face when you saw him, right? Um, mm. and, and like I said, uh, I miss him already. He, I think he was trying to get back in the cigar business, but uh, yeah, City of Blinding Bite by U2, which is an absolute one of my favorite songs, by the way. So, um, that's my that's my dedication to Chris. Yeah, I mean, no, that's great, Coop. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, you, you, 
you tend to have those people in your life, don't you? Those like really sort of like positive energy people. Yeah. As soon as they walk into a room, like the energy changes and, you know, um, no, it's great to send a shout out. And I think too, like the last couple years have really hit the cigar industry. Haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been some people who have passed, uh, you know, there was, I know there was like a, a guy from 724 cigars who used to be at Nat chairman, James Schaefer passed away. I didn't know him that well, but I know that hit people pretty hard. With that, um, I was down at Carlos Tarano's uh, memorial with uh, Jack mm. Tarano and Charlie Tarano. I happened to be in Florida, and I went and paid my respects. And you know that was a I, one of the iconic names that we've seen. Mm. So yeah, I mean, uh, it these things do seem to hit the cigar industry. Uh, it, it seems like every year there's five or six people. Unfortunately, we lose. Yeah, and I mean, so it's just good because I think yeah, like yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just going to say, too, like you're talking about him. I think there's so many people involved in the cigar industry other than like the brand heads. Like there's the, the reps, the like, you know, people behind the scenes. Yeah. That 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 yeah. you don't really think about, but have such a big impact with everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I'll say this, you know, Chris and AJ Fernandez, I, I I don't think it was the best split they had. Right. Um, But Chris was always very good to me. Um, and I think he made some contributions to this industry and I want to remember my friend, you know, out there too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So he was always, he was always very good to me, Chris. Um, I, mm. I can never say any, I, I mean, you know, think sometimes people have disputes with her, but yeah, Chris was always good to me. Mm. Now let's take a, a break before we get to mine and just talk cigar. Yes. How's yours going? This is great, Dave. So, the problem I have with this, right? It's not a problem right. with the cigar. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking uh, Las Marias. Right? Yeah, right. Okay. Because you like that cigar a lot, too. I yeah. love that cigar, and I think it used a very similar wrapper. I know it used the Corojo wrapper. It was all Nicaragua. So this is kind of – I keep thinking it, it's kind of like Las Marias, but it's not. It seems a little more dialed back than it. Uh, but great, great flavor I'm getting off this. Like mm. Just like perfectly balanced, the right amount of, of, of spice and sweetness on this thing. Uh, just just a really nice experience that I'm getting from this cigar. It's just very classic Nicaraguan puro to me, but not like this in your face Nicaraguan mm. puro, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and I and and I think for the Lancero, so this has been in the humidor for about a year. Um, it is, and I and it might be different than you. It is like it is dialed up, man. Like. A lot yours of is, yours is a little more amped up, and because I'm thinking it is it's medium, this, mine's more like medium, but maybe it's gonna ramp up a little more this size. But it, uh, yeah, I get like there's a lot of like spice, and it's pretty amped up in the beginning, and then now I'm getting this like really creamy, sort of citrusy kind of note to it. A little bit, of, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that, uh, on the uh, in the background. I get it right now. And if you like Lanceros, man, it smokes really well. Um, like I said, this has about a year on. So it's probably smoking a lot differently than than, you know, when you had them fresh. Yeah. But the um, other yeah, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say the other thing, Coop, and, and I don't have another one to compare to, but it's interesting because I think normally with the last Caravaros, I fall on the side of the bigger ring gauges uh are perform better most of them i agree i agree like i usually fall into those 54s and stuff yeah but this is doing really well 
it, it's been a while since I smoked this because I did get mm. them when they first came out. So I think the age yeah. is real, and it was very good when I smoked it. Uh, I am getting that citrus note that you're saying now. It's it's and um, but I remember the Toro when I, I it was a Toro I smoked. Yeah, it ramped up in strength a bit. Um, yeah, but I really what I like about this it's it's you know I just think the tobaccos I've been from my father in the last few years, the last couple of years especially have been sensational. And yeah, they, they really they were yeah. a fact they were a factory of the year. We voted them factory of the year for a reason. Uh, look at look at this burn. Oh yeah, this is yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Look at this burn. I mean, it's it's combusting perfectly, but it's a very classic cigar, and it's kind of one that again, if you're gonna kind of smoke this in, you know, a m- memorial, it, it it's a, you don't have to overly think it, but at the same time, you can no. overly think it. And uh, yeah, but I haven't smoked that Lancer, and I think you're gonna get a lot more of that Corojo Nick Rung and Corojo wrapper, and that's oh, probably yeah. why you're getting what you're getting on there. It is really good. Yeah. Have you um, smoked that size or no? Yeah, but like, so what I usually do for the listeners is I buy two samplers usually, and I smoke one like immediately because I just can't help myself. And then I try to pick out the one I want to have for the show and then like let that sit and kind of have the rest throughout the year. So I've had the Lancero right when I got it a year ago. And then this, and then let this one sit until now. So I don't, so I can't remember, but I, I it is performing extremely well. Yeah. I think the strength might have dialed back a little bit. Oh, but the flavors come through really well. Yeah, mm. the retro is really nice too. It's 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 a uh, a slight amount of pepper I'm getting on it. Mm, but it's mm. not. See, I'm in the minority of a lot of people. I don't like a very long finish. Okay. I'm, I'm not getting a long finish on this right now. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where he goes next because usually, the last ca- the last color virus for me anyway have kind of fit into like two different camps. You usually you either have like this really bold cigar. Um, which some of the like the first one was was a bit bold, like other ones get it, and then and then there's another like more nuanced, I guess, more complex. Yes, I think this falls into that. Yes, I I agree with you on that. But I keep mm. thinking Las Marias because of the rapper, but it's not yeah. Las Marias. I want to, you know, but I really love the Las Marias. It's, it's definitely my favorite Crown Head cigar of the core Coop line. Who loves that cigar? Yeah, you love I, that cigar. I, I, I wish he'd bring that back. Um, but you know, he makes other great cigars. Yeah, I'm. I'm really interested to see what he does for the next one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him go back to a Maduro, um, whether it's a Connecticut Broleaf or Mexican or Ecuadorian Maduro. I'd like to see him go back to Maduro. What if he it, does for the for the limited? What if he does a box press coupe? You know, that's a great one. They Ooh, haven't done a box. He's press done kit. box presses. And look, we've said stuff and things happen. <laughs> just, just what if say, he does a box press? Yeah. Boy, if, if we if we you get you call that we have no info, but there's no inside info we have on this. Well, well, I just remember we did the Maduro of the Headley Grange, and then box press that. That cigar was amazing. It was, and you know he's done like taking box presses and making them round like we've seen with the Le Carim. Yep. Which I think oh, Le Carim is now taking my. That's probably the other one I really like. <laughs> Those limiteds are so good. Yeah. Um. You know, I heard I was watching the Ozheads podcast 
and it sounds the the good news what I heard on Ozhead's episode three, um, yep, was it sounds like that Mil Diaz is continuing. They mm. they acknowledge obviously there were some issues because of some of the things going on, you know. That's a good scar. Uh, but he said there's an LE coming out of Mil Diaz. Okay. So Mil Diaz is, and it's still going to be made at Pachardo, which I think now it's under Pachardo's stewardship now, that factory. And so I think they've kind of, the factory situation seems like it's resolving itself down there. Hey, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, John, if you're listening, you can do the best of all worlds and do like a Jericho Hill short and do a box press short. Make it, make it happen. That would be really cool. But yeah, Calaveras, a Calaveras box press of the original blend. Box uh, press. Yeah. Ooh. Nice idea. That all I want from it, John, if you make it and it sells, is just two free samplers. That's all I want. <laughs> John, I want a so 60. I'm I'll buy you a couple. I'll buy a box of I know I can't buy your whole supply of 60. Your 60s will sell. Uh, I know he says he don't. Oh God. I don't think he'll ever do a 60, do you? Uh, he did he only did that Luminoso one and according to him yeah. it didn't sell well. So you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, but, but I, I could see a, I, I could see a box press like Robusto, maybe. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be really cool. Uh, We're, be really cool. Or Bellicoso Spino in uh in one of these mm. would be nice. Yeah. See, just listen to the show, John. We got ideas, man. We got ideas. Yeah, we, we and they're free of charge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna send this next one out to my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Burke, who like was the inspiration for the whole thing, really. Yep. Um, now he loved music, Coop. Like, he even had like magnetic reel-to-reel tape of music. Yeah. Which wow. is like, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where he got it. Um, but but he had he had everything. He had every format you'd want. He had vinyl. He'd have reel-to-reel. He had CD, he had cassettes. He even had when they used to have those mini discs, he'd have that. He had music on everything. Um, so my his favorite artist was Miles Davis. Wise. Uh listen to Miles Davis all the time. Um, I have a lot of his vinyl actually, uh, at home now. And one of them so for Miles Davis, I'm going with Flamenco Sketches, because it's probably one of my favorite Miles Davis songs. Amazing he loved song. Miles Davis. Yep. A band he saw in concert coupe that he also loved, The Doors. Oh, love I, The Doors. I love the song that they picked for. So him. I went with L.A. Woman. Nice. Love The Doors. I used to be a kid and listen to all his Doors records, like um, like the original one and it's like Soft Parade and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he yep. he loved The Doors. Yeah. And Nick Melillo will appreciate this. He was the one that got me on to Bob Marley. Oh wow! Because he That's had he had Uprising uh, on CD at the time, and I loved it. I, you know, took it out of his collection and I listened to it, and I loved it. I love. I used to listen to Uprising like front to back all the time. Um, so that was my introduction to Bob Marley was Uprising, and I listened to it like cover to cover constantly. Um. And so the Bob Marley track I chose off of Uprising is Zion Train. Because uh, it has more of that spiritual side of things. Uh, and we're doing a dedication show. So, yeah, so those are the songs that I that I have for my dad there, yeah. 
Nice. Now, that's a wide, uh, wide variety of musical genres you're covering. Man. <laughs> that's right. Like he jazz, listened to everything. Yeah, jazz, rock, and reggae. So mm. you definitely covered the whole gamut with that. Oh, and he was like a big hi-fi guy, Coop. So he had like preamps with like tubes and stuff. Like he had all this like whacked out stuff. Yeah. He's a big stereo guy. Nice. Like he even had, he even went to like the hardware store or whatever and got like a block of marble to put his record player on so that it would be like perfectly flat to get the best play. It was crazy. Beautiful. Did when he passed, you were already doing the jukebox show. Had he ever heard the jukebox show? He did. The funny story about my dad. So he likes cigars as well. Kind of had a more kind of like, you know, got off him as I got older. But he would always have cigars and stuff Um, like like he was your classic would buy cigars. at sort of the pharmacist or whatever when they used to do that, like forever ago. Yeah. Yep. Um. Probably Macanudos and stuff back then. I don't know what else he would have been having, but um so anything I've ever accomplished in life paled in comparison to when I had Gordon Mont on Cigar Jukebox. So I had Gordon Mont from Cigar Aficionado on. Great guy. I I've messaged with Gordon lately. Great guy. So he came on. And the only reason he came on is I said I had a podcast and I used the like contact us form on the Cigar Aficionado website. And you know how you just do that, like contact us. Right, right. And you write the. So I put it in a podcast. He's like, sure, I'll do it. That's great. And and I told my dad and I sent him the show and I swear to God. He told everyone he knew. Wow. Like that, oh, my son is interviewing Gordon Mott from Scarfish. More than anything I've ever done in life. That was what he's most proud of. No, I mean, it was cool. My dad saw the Nat Sherman number one rating that Coop gave. It was the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal because he always went into Nat Sherman, but I didn't make a big deal about it with him. But that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he had to listen to that one. Yeah, he he would listen to the show. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, no, that's good. I, mean, I was always wondering. My dad, I don't know how much he listened. I know he listened to some of it when we were talking about Walter Yetnikoff, and then obviously, yeah. um, when uh the Cheap Trick show was the other one. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, it was good that he got to hear it. With you. Oh yeah, he only liked. I have to say that he gravitated towards the guy fishing now. So like when David Savona came out, he's like, oh, I got to listen to that one. Yeah, well, I mean, look, those were two iconic names. Yeah, I think he used to read the, he used to get the magazine. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I'll let, I'll let you go, and then I'll have um, another one. Yep, I got two more as well. So I'll start. With, I'll go with my. I'll just switch gears. I'm gonna go to my cousin Jimmy Gamarano, who did pass away over the past year. Um, and um, I I hadn't seen Jimmy in a while. Uh, I did not know he was ill, but I used to see Jimmy a lot. Uh. You know, he lived in our neighborhood in Brooklyn, and then he lived in our neighborhood in Staten Island, and then he moved mm. to Pennsylvania, and then we moved to upstate New York. When we got married, we used to go out to his house in in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, funny is Jimmy had a, a little bit of a reputation for being grumpy and oh, right. antisocial, and 
he couldn't have been nicer to us every time he was there. He was so nice to my kids. I mean, I mm. remember they're in the house and they were looking at his globe. He had this beautiful globe, right? And it was made, it was this globe. It had like, it almost had, um, the countries were made out of um, like rocks, like like rocks, right? And it was polished. It really looked nice. And he gave the globe to my kids. And it's the globe we still have oh, in our wow. family room. It was just, he was a kind guy. I think he was a little bit of a complicated guy also. Yeah. But he was always, always, always so good to us. And I was so sad to hear him pass away. Mm. Um, And I was trying to think of a good song to remember him by. And I went to Neil Diamond. And I went to Solitary Man. Ah. And I think that really described Jimmy a lot. But that's a, you know, Solitary Man is what a track that is. We, Excellent we song. Yeah. Neil Diamond. I think that's I, I that song is to me it's a Mount Rushmore Neil Diamond song in my opinion. It's it's, it's oh I definitely. Think it, I think it gets a little lost with some of his other songs, but it's a great great song. It's just the mm. top to bottom, uh, one of his best. So uh, I miss him. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to see you know see him again and say goodbye. You know I moved out to North Carolina. I really haven't I hadn't seen him. I think mm. the last time I saw Jimmy was 2013 when my aunt Terry died. She was 100 years old, um, and I went up wow. to New York for the funeral. So it was almost 10 years I hadn't seen him, and I feel bad about that. But like I said, he was always good to my kids and everything when we lived up there. No, great. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's that extended family you kind of you know lose touch with for a while. Yeah. Because, you know, stuff happens. People move. People do this. People do that. Yeah, I was um, very sad when I, my mom called me with the news. I, you know, hmm. I don't think we knew he was sick either. Right. Yeah. That that happens a lot too. People kind of keep it to themselves. They don't want to like bother family yeah. or yeah. whatever. Jimmy was definitely a solitary man. It was definitely he mm. liked his privacy, I could see too. Mm. Uh but yeah, but he was always like just really nice. When we were there, we were always like some people say he was grumpy. I'm like, I never saw that with him. But maybe I didn't see him up, but but he was always good to us. Mm. I have nothing but positive oh. and happy memories with him. Oh well well, shout outs to Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So this is my for my father-in-law Joe. So this was around the same time as my dad. Like I said, yeah, it you sort of through, inspired. I remember you went both. through this with both of them, yeah. Um, because they were like, I think it was like three yeah. weeks apart. Yeah. I believe it was close. I remember, and that's what inspired the show. Yeah, and like so, and he was a great guy. Like you know, great with my daughter would come over and do stuff. We'd see him all the time. Um, because they live. They live fairly close. Like um, my wife's parents live fairly close, and they'd be with my daughter all the time and doing stuff and just coming over all the time. And um, he he actually listened to the show like all the time. Oh wow! So he was a big uh, big show guy. He would he would only have a cigar like when they would when we would come out for uh, they'd come out for like a bonfire or something. And he'd have one. So I think he had some, you know, early in life and then kind of moved away from it and then would have one when he'd come over. Um, and uh, so the songs I picked for him. So he was he was a big Rat Pack guy, Coop. Like, oh, wow. Almost didn't listen to music unless it was the Rat Pack. Yeah. But he loved the Rat Pack. Loved the Rat Pack and loved the, loved the Dodgers. Because he used to listen to them... In Australia, you could get baseball on the radio. Love baseball. And he list, used to listen to the Dodgers. I think it was back when they were like Brooklyn Dodgers still. Oh, wow. And so he kind of followed them around. And uh, 
So he got to have Sinatra. Yep, he's the one I was talking about, by the way, who's always yeah. every year Sinatra's on the dedication show. Loved, loved Sinatra, so fly with me. And like I said, love the Rat Pack. So his, his other guy was Dean Martin, love, big, big Dean Martin guy. The, I'll go, uh, oh, those Dean Martin roasts. <laughs> I mean, this, you know, we forget the music parts. I mean, there's a roast overshadow it, but oh, yeah. Um, and I like the song you picked from Dean Martin. Yeah, I picked Sway from uh, Dean Martin. Like, he used to just love the Rat Pack, like all of them, really. He used to love the Rat Pack. So those, yeah. uh... those are an iconic. Iconic, yeah. I mean, the Rat Pack, um, you just can't go wrong with them. And there's so many ways you can go with it with a dedication uh, with them, which is really good. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like I said, like he just sort of like, just I think it was like mainly music he could get on the radio here that he sort of like connected with, and so like yeah, a lot of Rat Pack stuff. Yeah. Let's go to go to yours, Coop, which might might finish this out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I gotta see if I get through this one now. Okay. All right. Um, this because this, you know, we're recording this on today's the eleventh. Mm. Yeah, my dad died almost a year ago. Uh, he died March thirteenth last year. All right. So, so it's kind of appropriate we do it this weekend. Even though you know, um, so I picked I picked two songs for my dad. Um, and, and every year my dad will be a part of the show at least with one song, but I picked two right because because yeah. I I got talked about keeping my dad's memory alive. I've talked on the show a lot about my dad. So I'm yeah. not going to go down that road again. Uh, but yeah, he had an amazing life. Um, and one of the things he had first is I want to talk. I talked about this as well. He had a friendship with Cindy Lauper uh, mm. from his days when he was driving. Uh, I think I've talked about, showed the picture of Cindy sitting on his lap at the Christmas party. Yes. Uh, I've yeah, yeah, that picture is yeah. crazy. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, it's so, you know, I'm not saying he was the biggest Cindy Lauper music fan, but he did really like Cindy. I mean, he really did. He had a, a very nice, uh, very nice time about that. And I picked time after time. Uh, and really, because I picked this, um, I just thought the lyrics um, were. They were just like that was my dad. And, and, and if you heard, uh, you know, and this was when I hear the lyrics, it's him talking to me. You know, when you say, if you're lost, uh, you mm. can look and you will find me time after time. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting time. That was my dad. And mm. and he always, and my dad and I, we had there was a period we we a little rocky with us, but yeah, you know, I'm just telling you, anytime I had a problem, he would catch me, he would be there to catch me, uh, mm. he would be there to soften the blow, tell me it was gonna be okay, and I think this song was 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 is appropriate. It came from Cindy Lauper, this song, so mm. uh, that was him, that was my dad, and he did that with so many people, my dad. So uh, maybe it wasn't a song he'd have on his playlist, right? But but he likes Cindy. Right. And this song really was all about him uh, in a lot of – not that she wrote it, but, you know, this really described him very well. So I went with Cindy Lauper. It wasn't nice. – now, originally, I, I had this other song too, this next one. Someone posted a video of this song this week, and I couldn't believe it because I was going to pick this song, right? Um, It's Don Henley's The Boys of Summer. Okay. All right. All right. So th this song my dad loved, okay? Uh, even though Don Henley was was working for Geffen Records, which was the big rival of CBS Records, he loved everything about this song. He the video was everything to my dad. Like 
like the thing is, my dad, I taught love cars. He loved he. I get my retro love from my dad. He watched this video. He's like, "This is the greatest video I ever saw." He's like, "You know," and it's the scenes of the going back in time, being on the beach, uh, mm. you know, um, driving on the back of a of a. I think he was in the back of a pickup truck when that video is going <laughs> with the scene wow. around the black and white. And my dad was the boy of summer. That my dad was truly a boy of summer. Uh, he loved the beach. He loved the summer. He would be the guy sitting in his backyard like Paulie Walnuts with a sun reflector. Never got ah. skin and never got skin cancer from it. Wow, right? good work. Like, I mean, he would be out there and he would he'd put on suntan lotion that was like the lowest SPF <laughs> like possible, right? <laughs> like four, right, right. And I heard stories at the memorial about my dad. Like, so when you were when you lived in New York, when you went on vacation, you went uh, like. You kind of went on vacation close to or within the city limits. And there's an area called the Rockaways that had bungalows, right? And mm. my dad and my uncle would go with the family to, and they'd rent these bungalows. And I heard a story where basically my dad uh, went into some girl's bungalow and he was with some girl, I guess. And the girl's father came in and was like ready to kill him. And he oh, literally geez. had to do an escape out of the bungalow is what I heard. Oh, wow. I, I, I literally had to do an escape out of the bungalow and, like, run for his life because the girl's father, I think, was ready to really do him in. Like, oh, God. I heard this story at the memorial from my uncle. I'm like, oh, man. that's. But, again, it was my dad. He was just a little bit – he had that mischievous piece of him as a teenager. and But he loved the beach. And Boys of Summer being a retro video, I had to pick it uh, and tell that story. So it was, uh, that was – those are my picks for my dad this year. Ah. Uh. Nice pick. He sound he sounds like Rat Pack. Like he could have oh, been he, in it. He was he was not quite a Rat Pack guy. He was more of but he, he the pack he would run with was more like the pack from Greece. Right? <laughs> that, that was okay. like those T-Bird guys. That's what I heard my dad was more like. He he in high school he was with the guys with the leather jackets is what I heard. And they were with the cars and they they race they do street racing and stuff. He was more Jeez. that. He was a little more in that era, yeah. Uh you know, and I told wow. the story at my my dad's memorial, you know, he became a father like only four four years after that, you know, and it's a tough thing to wow. be a father when you're running around with a high school pack a few years beforehand. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. It was funny. I was thinking as you were talking about that. So I flew home once when my dad was really sick and then flew and then flew back and he passed away like as I was flying back oh, the second geez. time. And 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 but I got to spend time with him beforehand, um, kind of knowing that that might happen because I live so far away. Yeah. Um and I was t- so I with my I was with my dad, like he was sick to the point where he couldn't really do a whole lot. Yeah. And he was like with his new got he had, you know, he was setting up this new stereo. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to help set him up. And so he's like, Oh, I, I got new speakers. He's like, take out these old speakers, put in these new speakers. I'm like, okay, put in the new speakers. He's like, okay, put put on music. He listens to it for a little bit. And like I'm saying, like he's you know, he's not more than like have a year left in his life at this point. Right. And he's like, you know. I think it sounds better with the old speakers. Can you put the old speakers back in? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess so. And so he was still like all this stuff going on really sick. And he's still like, you know, trying to figure out what speakers to have and like everything. Is yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, did he ever get to Australia, your dad? No. 
Yeah, see, my dad um, never got to North Carolina either. He he did not. I mean, I think by the time he wanted to, he was getting sick and having treatment stuff, and he's like, eh, you know, it's a seventeen-hour flight and everything. Yeah, so the, I know my dad. So I would always go out, go out there. My dad was starting to get a little more afraid of traveling in the later years of his life. Yeah, right. So I think that had a lot to do with why he never. But I mean, we we would be up in New York a lot, so. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just wondering that. Yeah, so my dad never made it down to North Carolina either. Uh, and we were supposed to go visit him the week he died. That was what the really bizarre thing was about. Right. Him. Yeah, so we were scheduled to go sit, spend a week with him. So, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, here it was just trying to time everything because you didn't know he was sick. You didn't know how sick he was. And it's like, well, I got to fly out there, but like I can't stay for too long. And it, it was just uh, it was yeah. a bit of a logistical problem. Yeah, and, and like I said, that is a far trip too. Um, yeah, certainly if he's but, sick. And... I mean, the good thing is, is like, you know, he got to meet my daughter and everything, and yeah, do all that. Yeah, so that was good. That's always good. Yeah. But um, but yeah, switching out the speakers. I'm like, Dad, don't you have other things to worry about? He's like, No, I like the old speakers. You like the old speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll switch them back out. Right, that's good. That's good. Very good. Uh, I know we're gonna get back to the cigar. I just want to mention, uh, I'll, you know, uh, I have a little Jose Blanco update. Uh, he's going back to Macedonia. I think he'll yes, be back in Macedonia. Right. Um, when uh this airs, so he's doing much better. I think folks know he had a pacemaker put in right after Pro Cigar, so he's doing great. I spoke to him uh yesterday, and he seems like he's back to his old self. So. Uh, well, that's really good. Ha- very happy about that. So uh, good for Jose. Yeah. I have one last dedication, Coop. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And this one, I say for the end, because, you know, I'm sending a dedication out. So my two dogs passed away all within the last year or so, year or two. Oh, sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah. But I mean, we got other dogs now. But yep. Molly and Bella were the two. They lived till like they were like 15 or whatever. Um, but I want to give a shout out to all the, all the dog owners, cat owners, other pet owners who get a lot of love from their pets and they pass away and things like that, which are tough to do, especially you have to go get them put down and stuff like that. Um, so I'll give a shout out to all those people. And the song I picked, because, you know, obviously dedication is more for people usually send in, but I want to give a shout out to all those, all those pet owners who kind of go through it tough when the when their pet passes away. Sturgill Simpson has a track on uh, one of his albums called Sam, which is all about his dog. It's just a dedication to his dog. No, that's a beautiful one. You know, I know Pete Johnson has gone through losing some pets. Um, on Fon, who you may not know, he's a brand manager at Drew Estate. He just lost his dog over the past week. It was a rescue dog. So, oh, yeah. You know, so, you know, uh, shout out to On. I know it was a tough week for him. As well, and I know when Pete went through it, it was tough on him as well. Bear went through it. You know, a lot of us go through. I have not. I'm not a pet owner. I can't mm. say it, but you know, look, I I see how close people are with their pets and their members of the family, and certainly, I think this is a really appropriate dedication. Yeah, so I had a sending out sending out to to Sam, and I've always had dogs since I was a kid. Yeah, and I remember one of my one of our dogs, Brandy, was uh, getting old and getting very ornery, Coop, getting very very grumpy dog and uh i was running through the house as a kid being an idiot as you do 
Right. And uh, and the dog just had enough of it. It just like turned around and just bit me on the yeah. arm. And I was like bleeding. Yeah. And I go to my mom, like looking for comfort. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, look, the dog bit me. Like, what are you going to do to the dog? And she looks at me and she's like, well, what did you do to the dog? I'm like, what? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, you probably deserved it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, so they're like, oh, took the, took the took the dog side. Well, they had the dog before me, so they like took the dog over me. That, but, right? Uh, well, I was I was like, oh, my dad with dogs. He was like, uh, and that's like they call that Tony Soprano syndrome when they, all put, right. they put the pet over the family. <laughs> like, well, what did you do to the dog? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. But yeah, so yeah, sending out Sam to all the pet owners out there. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good pick. Good pick. But no, so and like Coop said, if you had a dedication and you either didn't get it in, or you're like, oh, I gotta get this in, you kept forgetting or whatever. Just get it. You can still just send it through, and we'll just do it before the show. That's fine. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't have to wait till next year. Yeah, so please do it. Um, and certainly, you know, we're happy to do it. We appreciate people sharing their stories with us. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your stories as well. So, I mean, it's it's a good thing. Um, like I said, I, I do feel better every time I smoke this cigar. So, uh, Speaking of cigar, how's yours going? Oh, this thing ramped up. <laughs> Let me tell you. Like, <laughs> it, it ramped up more than the Toro did. I can tell you that. It definitely ramped up. There's some strength on this thing right now. It's sneaky, oh, it's isn't it? Wonderful, wonderful smoke. It's, it's a very classic smoke is what you're going to get. Mm. So I think this has got a wide. This can appeal to the classic and the contemporary smoker, but it's probably a classic smoker who's going to be open to having something that's going to be a little mm. more punchy. It's and it's not overly punchy, but but it's definitely this thing is medium plus in strength right now, medium to full in strength and body. Uh, it's mm. got some. It's got very nice cigar. I got I got a lot of like orange creamsicle almost. With that citrus and cream kind of coming together. There's a creaminess that stayed very deep into the cigar. Mm. Which you normally know, the creamiest of sides is the first third. I'm I definitely am getting some of that creamy stuff in there too. Smooth. I th- I think too, Coop, in having this cigar, and I, this is a this is true with a lot of Las Caras, but I think especially with this one, like ages extremely well. Yep. So if you get some and just put them away for a year or whatever. Like it's going to be a totally different experience. Like this is aged extremely well. Yeah, I agree. And I'll say this: the the Calaveras's, and for the most part, most of Crown Head cigars are ready when when they ship. Yeah, there's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. There's one. There was one or two instances. I mean, I'll be honest: the Lepes, uh the Le Carems were not ready when they shipped. Yeah, that's the one I could think of that. And I was, but they needed a little time and. It happens, handmade product. They yeah. turns out fantastic smoke. So yeah, I think the first one did better with age, like the the very first one. What well, became La Imperiosa? Yeah. So if you were out there wondering what the first one was like, yeah, it smoked the La Imperiosa. Yeah, they're different sizes of La Imperiosa than yeah. than the Calaveras, but you'll get the DNA of that cigar for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I said I can't believe this is the tenth when twenty twenty three comes out. That'll be the tenth. Year in a row, I know, that, right? That would buy quickly. This. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, really, but no, cigar. excellent cigar. It's a really good cigar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, ages really well. Performs really well. Just oh great, yeah, this, this is, is really good. I mean, this has got potential top twenty-five with me. It's it's a very good cigar. I'll mm. see when I I'm gonna you know put it to a full review pretty soon, but it's very very good. 
Would you say, Coop, in looking at the I mean, putting, I mean, the Monsters is probably the most popular. Would you say this is like, this is up there with the most, with the best selling limiteds, like series, wouldn't it be? The last yeah, Calaveras? I, I would say it is for sure, especially for a size company of Crown Heads, which is not a huge company. Um, I think Monsters probably would be the, the, the top one. I mean, for a while, it was Avo and yep. Camacho with Liberty and the Limited. Yeah. They're still doing those. Are... Yeah. Come those on. Liberty, fallen, the Liberty, anyway, has fallen off a bit. Yeah. The Avo, they've changed that a bit. I think those are ones that are very, very good as far as that goes. Um, Skull and Bones, but they've sort of fallen off. But a they're bit, not every. They're not, you know, this one you can count on like every year. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at the ones I'm looking at Limited are ones that kind of change from year to year. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Size yeah, yeah. and the blend. So I think after that, um, I probably put this and and it, the production on this they 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 do it seems like the right amount with this. They don't overproduce yeah. it. They don't. No. But you'll you'll get your you know the samples are a little tougher to get, but for you, you'll get your hands on these cigars. Uh, you yeah, I think still, he has a good sweet spot. Yeah. With he, it in that they don't sit on the shelf forever. But at the same time, it's not like you don't get it yeah. in the first month and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Alex probably fine and rare, which I think is come to an end. That's yep. another one I can yeah. think of that changes the blend from year to year. Um, I would put that one on there. Uh, my father used to do one every year. I think they've kind of – they don't do it every year anymore. So they've kind of changed yeah. it. But uh, Monsters, uh, Monsters certainly I would put in that category. Uh, and now he's kind of redoing the Monsters all over again. yeah so we may not see you know like this year i guess this year is going to be the re-release of the face and okay. i wonder if he's going to actually do the cutout tobacco cut out, instead, yep. instead of the band like, on some of the other offshoots That's of the face the... he put a band on it but i wonder yep. if he's going to put that little cutout that yeah. face cut out like he did yes so uh, i'm very curious to see that one but no so you definitely you can pick uh, like like I said, they might you might not be able to get every size, yeah. But generally, I think the fifty still the 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 Robusto would still be out there. The Toro most likely, maybe not the Corona, but the Corona. Uh, yeah, like I saw yeah. I saw the Robustos and the Toros up at Casa de Monte Cristo yeah. when I was there. Uh, what's a, another thing that's a little unique about this series is it's an annual release that comes out in different sizes. Mm-hmm. So like that Liberty right. and that Avo right. and. Uh, they're ones that come out, and, and the out probably for the most part come out in one size. This is always in three or four sizes. So, yep. you know, it, again, there's a, a variety of people. So it's a little bit of more widespread because there's different sizes. But but I kind of like that. It's another unique thing. You can find your size that fits you. Like, I've always gravitated towards the bigger ring gauges in this, like you. But obviously, you really like that Petite Lancero. Oh, yeah. It's good. I think, I think just like production-wise, I think you can only really do a Lancero in a limited I, like, I, I don't think, think so. he'd make it. Yeah, I I think regular. I yeah, I mean, I you know I've heard it's a, I heard an interesting thing someone told me that right. a lot of factories will roll Lanceros not because they think they're gonna sell per se, but they want to keep the roller sharp. Oh, that makes sense. It makes some sense. I can't say I can't factually say how true it is. No one, but I was told this from someone uh, who, who uh, it has to be named Silent, and then Ooh. obviously they want to sell them. So oh, yeah. the brand don't they can sell them if they have a brand to sell it to another brand. Um, I love some, a good I don't think Espinosa does that. I think Espinosa literally will roll Lanceros because they yeah. want to roll Lanceros. Yeah, uh, you know I Warheads. An, Warheads another good one. We even mentioned Warhead. That's a yes. That is true. Now yes, yeah. 
Seis Provincia is another one. Seis Provincia changes the blend every year. Warhead changes, keeps the blend the same, it changes the size. And like you're right with Warhead, I mean, that's a single cigar. So the difference yeah. is you get the multiple sizes. Right. This, I think that's what's more unique about this because all those other examples are one size ones. If you're lucky, you can still yeah. get some Warheads. You know, you know, Hector gave me some petite Robustos of the Seis Provincias. Oh. They're not releasing them at this time. <laughs> yeah, and I smoked them. Well, I, I smoked already. I don't have any more left, but I, I, I probably grab more from him for you. But they're really good. Yeah, I've always loved the Warhead. I've loved the Warhead. The Warhead I mean, Warhead makes my list every year because it's just a great blend. I want the last Calaveras. I don't know if they can do it, but I want them to do like what the Warhead did with that sampler box. Uh, that would be really cool. I was actually thinking about that. Um, they could now. A I tenth mean, anniversary geez. one would be really cool. I wonder if they'll do something special for the tenth. Yeah, I don't know if they'll consider the tenth release or they'll wait till twenty twenty four, which will be ten years. So, I hear you saying. Yeah, yeah. So, but it yeah. would be it would be cool to do that. I just, they they've made all the blends out of um my father, so I I don't think this is a hard thing to do. It's just mm. I don't say it's a hard thing. To, it's something that could be done, but it probably is a yeah. hard thing to do to roll ten different blends again. Um, God, unless they put some I'd be away. All yeah. over that. I mean, I remember Avo did Avo did that. With the sand, yes. they, the first fourteen years, yeah. I'd make that happen. Yeah. Um. We're now at the at the uh, time for uh, new music here, Coop. Yep. Uh, new music forty-five sponsored by Cigar Hustler, um, located in Deltona, Florida. A uh, great selection of cigars, boutiques, tried and true brands. Uh, a great lounge. Uh, great customer service. Um. I, I can't speak enough about that place. I, I think they're great. Um, and of course, if you can't get there, go to their website, uh, the Scar Hustler website. Get on their email list. Follow their social media, um, because you will be able to get and procure cigars, uh, the limited ones, quickly. They put them out there, and uh, you have to move fast. I I got my I got some estimate of the fifty fives, which were great. And then Hector gave me enough to give to you guys. <laughs> smoke a few of the ones out of my box uh but the 55s were put on social media and i went right to the website and got the last box so uh i'm just telling you that they're out there but you know you, you got to follow these guys uh they have the postani brand now the i guess they're the sponsors yep. of surgeon studio for developing power surgeon yep Spon uh, they're, they're taking over everything Coop. Yep. and of course they have the a cigar hustlers podcast so uh where you can hear uh mike uh mike and mike talk about they put a unique perspective, I think, on the cigar industry that no one else kind of does. They do claim they're the number one podcast, so that's yeah, that, that has been. But they did give me, they did say to me, "You're the number one podcaster." Because oh, listen, well, there you go. They gave me that credit, but they're look, I, <laughs> uh, I, I will dispute if they're the number one podcast, but they have a really good podcast. Uh, I'm not the number they one. They do podcast have a very either, good podcast, so, yeah, but they do. It's a unique. They put a very unique spin on the uh, cigar industry. Uh, and Hector was just on it with Jack Tarano, so uh, you may want to check that one out. Yeah, and I was just looking at the site. Ooh, now if you hurry, I stress the word hurry. If you hurry, they still have some warheads, and they still have the Wasabi Lancero. I did smoke the Wasabi Lancero. I know we talked about it on the last show, uh, and I was like, "Why are you doing a Lancero in this?" So, uh, but it was very good. I could not, I should have got you a couple, but it sounds like you ordered some. I got a five pack. They still have fives around. The boxes have all sold out. Yeah. So be sure to get onto that. 
I found in humidor digging in the back of my humidor a box of wasabis from about four years ago in Jeez. the box press unopened. Oh, so I may crack them open and see how good they are and send you a couple. But I did. Find we had it. this. We had this discussion, didn't we, about like, could you age? A candela. Or how long could you age a candela? I am a little worried about, especially I, I don't know how to smoke. And, and some of my experience of aging candelas has been very bad. So because that's the whole thing is the whole. The whole note from it, yeah. you want to try and get before it ages out. Yeah, I mean, I had it was in my big humidor. I didn't, and we went through an inventory, and these turned up, and I just don't know how they're gonna be. If they're still green, it should be all right. Well, I, I have. A, I'm gonna crack open the box, and I'll give you a report. If they're green, I'll send you some. If they're brown, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, use yeah, yeah, yeah. My via, I have viaje. Remember the old viaje uh, candela? Yes, yes. I yes. have like, I have them. They're all brown. Like yeah, I don't know. That's I, I the problem. I don't want to throw them out. That that's the thing. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Camacho's like. candelas, like the when they re-released it, remember? Those, mm -hmm. The green was gone in like six months. They those, yeah. Whatever they did with that process, it didn't hold the green that long. Because nah. they turned brown within the first six months. Nah, I mean, for me, as a candela guy, my favorite candelas have been uh, the um, Romacraft one. Yep. Uh, the name escapes me at the moment. Pomorian. Yeah, for more of them, Romacraft. Um, when Fred Rui, who we talked about earlier with the dedication, when Nomad had the GB, the GB that was oh, it, it was Fred and I were talking candela. about that in the Dominican. Yeah, he he is a big fan of that candela. I think they're That's gone. I sounded like they're gone. Like yeah, I think they are. Yeah, that I was mean, a great cigar. Boulder and then candela. There was it was a Boulder candela. Then the wasabi, but that the ogre is good too. I I still love the floors. That's the uh, floor, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, um, that's that they did that perfecto. Uh, but they have a regular candela line called Double Claro. Yes. Really, yeah. I like and then that. The, even the even the swamp thing, I really love. It discontinued. Oh God, I love that cigar. The swamp things were the swamp things made didn't make the they made the chopping block with Drew State, unfortunately. Because like that candela for me just takes the edge off yeah. enough of yeah. that smoked. Oh, anyway. So I'm going to show you a candela before we go to new music. So uh -oh, here bear we with go. me and go over my box here. Forgive me, candela. but I, I, I want to show you a candela I have. I'm not going to send you this one, but they're coming out. And the reason why this get, one's been. Get candelas, people. I know like uh, Alec Bradley's Shamrocks are out now. And that's a candela barber pole. That could Those be the last. always yeah. been very good. This is the Aladino candela. Oh, so this one's a little old. I'll just tell you, which is why I'm not sending it to you. But uh he gave me one of these last year, and they have been released. Yeah, so we're gonna have to get some hands on these for you. Uh, but yeah, the only issue with can, the only issue with candelas, for people like me that's gotta get everything shipped, is the wrappers are pretty fragile. Yeah, I mean that's why I hope these are in cello because, but there's a yeah. little crack even in this. You can see. Yeah, uh, and so it'll happen. Like, if you like candelas, you gotta be cool with with a crack here and there because yeah. they're just yeah. a really fragile wrapper. They're, they're fragile. Um, you know. But I, I, I think they're best when they're in that Kermit the Frog green. Yes. I think that's like that's if you want to get the true candela grass. Like I said, this one's got a little age on it. I probably I, again I can't bring myself to throw it out, but no. uh but they are coming out, so I'm gonna be procuring some and we'll make sure you get some. And apparently he may make the he's trying to decide uh who's still if that's gonna be regular production or not. 
Okay. Yeah. I can't wait for this wasabi one. I cannot wait. Well, anyway. It's good. It's good. It's very good. I think the Corona is the best size of the three, actually, that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I cannot wait. Um, but the Lancero is good Lancero. It's a good Lancero. New music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, side A, we got Miley Cyrus, Coop. Yes. I've been kind of not into her stuff lately. The last I like couple this albums song. we haven't done it I like for this me. song. Yeah, I thought you would. Uh, it's off her new record, Endless Summer Vacation. The track is called Flowers. It is just like the perfect summer song. A lot of fun. It kind of continues this disco tr- this disco trend we're seeing. Lots yep. of like disco vibe to it. Yeah. Um, it's not like a super complex track, but just a fun summer track, you know? I'm calling Which everybody this a, needs. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling this the second disco revival that we're getting yeah. into right now. There was like a disco revival in the early 2000s. And now I think, you know, that kind of went away. Now I think we're seeing a, a second one come right right about now. Well, you look pink, right? Yeah. Lizzo. Lizzo. Beyonce. And yeah. now Miley Cyrus. They all have this like disco vibe to them. Yep. I mean, even Duran Duran last year. I mean, so, yeah. Diana had a little bit when she did her re-release a while ago. Yep, absolutely. Um, and the side B, I have Manchester Orchestra. This is a track. This is a group that uh, Sensei turned me on to. Yeah, he talked about these guys. Uh, the track is called "Letting Go." This is off of their new EP, uh, "The Valley of Vision." So I really love the vocals on it. It's a bit more electronic and darker than some of their other stuff. Um, but I, to have that a listen, because for album archaeology, I have. Manchester Orchestra's The Million Masks of God. Ooh. So this was a while ago. This is the this yeah. is the actual album that Sensei turned me on to. Yep. I think the album itself is sort of a great mix. It's got rock, it's got some electro stuff, and some really good acoustic tracks. Um, so it's a it's a very good eclectic record. It's a great record, so check that out. Yeah, you know, as much as Eric has bashed my liking of the Rolling Stones <laughs> and you too. He's got some really good music taste, though. I, I got to give him that. Uh, and there's things he's turned me on to as well. So uh, hey, I don't agree with him about the Stones and you too, but. but uh, Sen- Sensei may may even make some dummy Twitter accounts just to, like, get one of John's picks over the top. There is no. I was not <laughs> picking you two again. After two years. In the, so in the draft, the last year, Hector picked uh, Joshua Tree. I'm telling you, Hector's going to feel Hector's going to feel the pain with that one. So. And and Coop is worried, like which which band is Sensei gonna gonna put the the curse on? Yeah, you better stray away from uh, ACDC. I don't I, know. I don't know what he would think about ACDC. To be honest, I don't know either. I don't know either. He hasn't talked about them. So I mean, when he sees the when he sees the brackets, he'll I'm sure he's gonna comment because he's done it. Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Yeah, he bashed. I don't, I'm trying to think he which ones something are... you like uh, recently. What did he bash? He was bashing a music you like. Oh, uh, was it? Uh, was it? Was it? Was it Swift? Was it? Was it Tay Tay? No, it wasn't Tay. It definitely wasn't. Tay. Was was it? Was it Rihanna? I don't remember. Oh, uh, might have been. He didn't like the halftime show. I know. He no, crushed Jack, the halftime show. I remember Jack Toronto totally crushed it too. I'm like, come on, Jack. That's all right. Loved it. Yeah. Hey, 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 it's music, man. Yeah, exactly. You, you can like what you like, my friends. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I think we're at the end of our show. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent in dedications. Um, so uh, stay tuned to our social media. Well, we're letting you know when the next show is and what the topic is going to be. But I uh, hope you all enjoyed this show. Uh, again, thanks, uh, Dave. Thanks for pulling everything together. 
And that's going to wrap up Primetime Jukebox Episode 92 into the annals of history for this late March 2023. We'll see everybody next time. Take care, everybody.